0: digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. So go to squarespace.com stuff right now, and you will face a free trial. And when you get ready to launch, use our offer code stuff, and then you'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. How could you go wrong with Squarespace?
1: When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com.
0: Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. With me, as always, is Charles W. Chuck Bryant. That makes this stuff you should know. You know, went and saw Ronnie Milsap this weekend. Shut up! I swear to God. Really? Yeah. He's still alive. Oh yeah. He just had. A, he just released a new gospel album. Is he the blind guy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, where, where did he play? I've got to know. Spindale, North Carolina. Okay. I can say honestly that I've been to Spindale, North Carolina. Did you too. go there to see him? Yeah. Yumi's a big fan, actually. Wow. And uh, he spent a half an hour talking about his life. That guy's had it rough, man. Yeah. You should check him out. He's interesting. I mean,
1: he was a part of my childhood for sure.
0: You should have gone. He played some uh, old hits, but he actually has podcast. In case what? you, uh, yeah, he's got a podcast. Really? Yeah, it's pretty good too. It's him like telling stories, talking, and then playing a song, and like he'll talk to somebody like off camera or off mic or whatever. Right. Like, what did I forget or something like that? And then you'll hear something muffled, and then will be like, "Oh yeah, okay." And he'll start playing. Is it called Millsapping? That's I what I'd call it. I, I think it's called like the Ronnie Millsap show or something. Oh, I'd call it Millsap. Millsap. <laughs>
1: yeah. Millsap
0: with yeah, Ronnie. All, and we met him too, actually. Well, of course, because you're like no, eight, eight people there. You could probably meet him. <laughs> no, it was packed. <laughs> I'm we just definitely skewed the median age tremendously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of old folks there. Sure. But, uh, They yeah, went to Dollywood cool. right afterward. We were definitely the only people from Atlanta there for sure. Cool. Yeah.
1: Chuck. I love that, that intro.
0: Thanks. Chuck. Yes. Have you ever seen a chimpanzee masturbate? Uh, yeah, I have. You have? Yeah, sure. You're
1: not the first person I have met who's seen that. What? You saw it at the zoo? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, is there any other answer than yes? It was at a zoo. Well, if I say uh, okay. it was at my friend Roger's house, that was, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> be then a the weird. authorities are going to show up at yeah. Roger's house.
0: Sure. You have seen that? I've never seen it. I've I think yeah, I've it. seen
1: it on YouTube or something.
0: See, I think that that is a normal behavior, as I understand it. They are primates, after all, as are we. Um, but I think that you could make an argument that there's such a thing as doing it too much among chimpanzees. And if you did notice that your chimpanzee was abusing himself a little too much, you could make a case that that chimpanzee was experiencing zookosis. Wow.
1: You just dropped the mic. Josh just left the room, literally. Thank you. Good night. He's gone. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Yeah. Leave him on a high note. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Zucosis, man. That's when uh, animals in captivity start doing strange things like uh, pacing, like a bear will pace in a circle for Mm -hmm. hours on end. Right. Or a chimp might uh, abuse himself. Or a... uh, Make the saints cry. Cheetah might... uh, Conti- like uh, bathe itself too much, like self-groom, how cats do. Yeah. Like lick uh, rash, like holes in their body and stuff.
0: Yeah. There's even worse stuff too. Um, a guy named Bill Travers, who's an actor from the UK, who appropriately enough was in a movie called Born Free. Oh yeah. Uh, he uh, he was an animal rights activist as well, and in 1992, uh, he coined the term zucosis. Yeah. Um, and it describes some pretty horrific behavior, like you said. A lot of it is found in the wild as well, but it's just too repetitive. It's over and over and over again. It's constant. Like animals groom in the wild, but they don't groom until they have sore spots on their skin. Um, there's other stuff that they don't normally do in the wild, like smear their feces on, you know, the windows of their enclosures. Right. Um, self-mutilation, like chewing their own tail or leg. Um, there's a, there's a kind of bulimia that some primates exhibit uh, in captivity where they vomit, eat their vomit, and then vomit again uh, just over and over. I, I don't, maybe out of boredom, maybe out of frustration or anger, but the point is you see this among animals in captivity. Yeah. You don't see this kind of behavior among animals in the wild. Right. Which indicates what some people would consider a problem with zoos. Let's get down to it. Discuss. Yeah. Are zoos good or bad? And uh, obviously we've read the same article, so you can make the the case for both, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I guess we should start with good, since we've already indicated a hint of the bad. Just a hint. Just a hint. Uh, the good. Let's talk about some pros on the zoo side. Um, zoos have gotten a lot better in the last 4,000 years and a whole lot better in the last like 30 years from what I've seen. Sure. Like when I was a kid and went to the Atlanta Zoo, it was the tile... Room with the gorilla in it. Yeah. And, uh, the, the monkey bars, or not the monkey bars, the cage bars. Right. Monkey bars are to play on, right? On the yeah. playground. Right. <laughs> they didn't have monkey bars. But I mean, a if
0: you, if they're the bars to the cage for a monkey enclosure, they are technically yeah, monkey I bars. Guess so. Yeah.
1: What? Well, I'm the low man on the totem pole. What am I talking about? <laughs> hey, yeah. That's, that's a good thing, remember? It is. Uh, But they've come a long way in the last, like, 30 and 40 years in trying to create um, more of the the miniature habitats that they normally would live in. Uh, The fences are gone now, replaced with, like, moats. So they can't get to you, obviously, because that would be bad.
0: Zoos have kind of kept in step with um, the progress of mental institutions. Yeah. You know? last 30, 40 years, (laughs) they've gotten a lot better. True. Same with zoos,
1: apparently. Uh, They used to procure animals. Uh, by going into the wild and taking them,
0: have you ever seen the Mystery Science Theater three thousand short <laughs> "Catching Trouble"? No, it is so unsettling. It's a good one. You should check it out. Okay,
1: yeah. Uh, so they used to go out and procure animals, like they just go out to the to the plains and like get some giraffes and bring them home. Right. They don't do that much anymore. Although I do have some examples we'll get to later where they still actually do that.
0: Okay. Yeah. Now they have captive breeding programs. Yes. Where a lot of animals are born. In a zoo, they never yeah. knew the wild, which right. you would make the the argument that that's a lot better than having memory of, sure. oh, I used to live in a 5,000 square mile range, and now right. I live in a 500 square feet
1: area. True. And uh, they also, Josh, are trying to help restore uh, endangered species mm-hmm. with breeding programs and releasing them back into the wild. So that's, that's some good, right? It,
0: that is good, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and the California condor, right? That's, a, that's one that's usually held up yeah. as an example. Uh, not too long ago, the California condor was uh, on the verge of extinction, um, and the San Diego and Los Angeles so got together and said, "Let's let's bring this vulture back. Let's get this vulture back up and running, okay? And flying. So they had a and flying, <laughs> and they had a uh, captive breeding program, and um, they they took the population, the world, the global population of the California condor, which was just relegated to California, um, from less than two dozen birds to one hundred yeah. and seventy. Yeah. Now it's self sufficient. Even better, Chuck is the um, pair David's
1: deer, right? Yeah. Tell us that story. Well, this is a. a- this is a Chinese deer. So <laughs> what I like to say, it is a deer from China. And this deer had 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 it been bred in captivity or was extinct, and then they reintroduced it to the wild once they bred them in captivity.
0: How how, how did that happen? Uh, they went extinct in the wild, but they okay. happened to have a few right. in captivity. Okay, yeah,
1: and then they eventually uh, released, I think, four into the wild for the first time, and. You know, Na- now
0: local. they're self-sufficient, self-sustaining. That's what they say. Which means they get it on.
1: Yeah, they're good-looking deer too. Are they?
0: <laughs> well, I mean... so they don't—they don't, they don't have any problems <laughs> now. Okay, I just mean it's a—it's it's a,
1: you know, majestic animal. <laughs> good-looking.
0: Also, zoos often serve as a better home to animals that are like part of traveling circuses. Sure. Um, you remember our own aquarium here in Atlanta? Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Rescued, I guess the guess whale shark. Both of their whale sharks. From, one was in Mexico, I think. Yeah. And like a tank it could barely turn around in. Yeah, yeah. And now it's got the biggest tank in the world. And we swam in it. We did. It With was those cold. Big dudes. Yeah. Uh, and there's polar bears that have been yeah. rescued.
1: Uh, Leo the snow leopard. Yeah. Taken from uh, Pakistan in 2007. Wasn't was in great shape in 2007 in the Bronx Zoo. Said, hey, give us that snow leopard. <laughs> Bring him over here. Yeah. That was my Bronx dude. Oh, I got it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, what else, Josh? Oh, they, their care. We know a lot more now. We're, we're about animals and what they need and the kind of habitat. So the care taking of the animals in zoos has gotten way, way better over the years.
0: Yeah. Again, the, the, at the Bronx Zoo, they just released their, or they just opened their aardvark exhibit, new and improved. Uh, and apparently aardvarks were notoriously difficult to keep alive and happy. Yeah. Because they're, termite diet is really hard to replicate, but they've got it down to this uh, insectivore chow and meat slurry diet,
1: yeah. which sounds yummy. I wonder if it says, new and improved, now featuring live aardvarks. <laughs> Instead right, exactly. of like Corpses. Yeah. It's
0: much improved. No flies buzzing around them.
1: Uh, Josh, the, a lot of zoos give back uh, financially. The Bronx Zoo has channeled more than $3 million toward conservation projects in Africa. And yes. sometimes they pair with groups like the Nature Conservancy to work not even just within their zoo but in other states to so, uh i think uh who's it toledo zoo was yes working to restore butterfly habitats in ohio
0: yeah and i have to tell you the toledo zoo for the size town of toledo the toledo zoo and the toledo art museum are world class really great zoo yeah it puts atlanta zoo to shame
1: and then you can go to tony uh pacos right tony pacos pacos yeah get Those... you a hot dog yeah You can get, uh, yeah,
0: the best hot dog on the planet from Tony Paco. That's good. Feed it to the uh, aardvarks. I feel like (laughs) Clinger. Hey there. Are you thirsty? Well, before you take a sip, have you stopped to think about what's in your water? Many conventional bottled waters contain PFAS, harmful substances known as forever chemicals. But... You can drink water as clean as nature intended.
1: Richard's rainwater collects 100% pure, refreshing drops of rain. Yes, it really is rain, everybody. This rain is caught clean before it hits the ground or becomes polluted with pesticides and contaminants commonly found in groundwater.
0: Yep, Richard's rainwater is naturally pure with no need for harsh chemicals or additives. That means no added fluoride, no chlorine, no forever chemicals, no microplastics,
1: no nothing. And you can enjoy the clean taste of Richard's still rainwater and the long lasting cold pressured bubbles of Richard's sparkling rainwater. Just visit RichardsRainwater.com to find a retailer near you. That's RichardsRainwater.com. And we even have a special offer, don't we, Josh?
0: Yeah, text stuff to two five one two nine two eighty eight eighty seven, and you'll get $2 off a 12 pack case of Richard's rainwater. Sip the sky. 300,000 plus travel experiences to choose from means you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy.
1: That's right. You can also enjoy real traveler reviews to get insider information from people who've already been on the experience that you're considering. Plus, you get free cancellation that helps you plan for the unexpected.
0: Yeah, and Viator offers 24-7 customer service, so you know you'll get support at any hour if things aren't going as planned. So download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find the perfect travel experiences for you. Do more with Biotor.
1: Uh, and Josh, uh, research and scientific research is obviously a big part of what zoos do nowadays. Okay, so that was like the. Well, I got a stat for you. Oh, sorry. That's all right. Uh, in 2002, zoos participated in 2,230 research projects, conservation projects in more than 80 countries. Which is pretty good. Yeah, and we shouldn't just uh, poo poo that and go, you know. Willingly buy it.
0: No, and, and you have to make the case that, yes, the zoos are helping in some way, shape, or form, right? Like, uh, imagine the deer, the Pair David's deer, mm-hmm. right? Um, that would not be around anymore. Right. That's That species would be extinct True. if it weren't for conservation yeah. efforts among zoos, right? Condor, perhaps. California condor might be gone. Maybe. Loss of a vulture. Apparently, those things are huge. I read an article oh, yeah. once where this guy was um, standing on a cliff uh-huh. in California, and he heard this, and then all of a sudden it just got really loud and, boom! Right up in front of him, this enormous condor just flew up. It'd been, it'd been hunting, uh, I guess, in this canyon, and came up along the the cliff's face and just flew like wow. ten feet in front of him. He said it was just huge and probably the most thrilling thing that's ever happened to him. Yeah, they're and, big. Yeah. I saw
1: a bunch of them in uh, Napa Valley on my recent trip. Nice. Like tons of them, uh, they hang around the vineyards because when you're plowing a vineyard, you'll dig up like rodents and stuff. Yeah. So the vultures follow along behind the tractor literally and like go down there and eat up. Nice. Good for them. Yeah. All right, Chuck. Let's, let's talk about the, the bad.
0: Yeah. We've got the ugly and the good down. Yeah. Let's talk about the bad. You mentioned that the, um, that zoos are big on conservation, right? Some say they are. Well, in the U.S., if you are an animal exhibitor, meaning that you are showing animals for money, you have to be licensed by the USDA. Yes. There's about 2,400 animal exhibitors in the U.S.
1: Yeah, and they range from, like, the San Diego Zoo to the place in Arkansas where you drive through and, like, an ostrich sticks his head in your car. Right, and goes, call the police. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, About two hundred of those twenty four hundred are actually members of the American Zoological and Aquarium Association. That's it, those are the, the up and up. Probably those are the up and up. Now the AZA has far higher standards than the USDA for its members. Sure, um, it's stricter safety requirements. Um, it's they force conservation spending among mm-hmm. their members. Yeah. So um, you know when you're not a member of the AZA, those other 24 or 2,200 animal exhibitors yeah. in the U.S. are spending nothing. On conservation, right, and the the other problem is the members of the Aza spend about three percent of their take at the gate on conservation every year, right? Which is not that much. I mean, no. it goes kind of far, but not far enough, right? Uh, and also the the I think 146 reintroduction programs took place in the 20th century. Yeah, uh, 16 were successful. Yeah, those are the stats you don't get. No.
1: They and, just say, we did 145 programs.
0: And most of those programs were um, undertaken by the U.S. government. Right. So zoos are getting a lot of credit and taking a lot of credit, actually, Um in the public mind, in the public consciousness, they've very successfully carved out this place right. where, hey, we're here to, to save the animals. Yeah. And the idea that they are a business that makes money off of people coming in and looking at the animals uh, has kind of been washed away, although it's still very present. It's the Zoos are very much businesses.
1: Right. You know those condors? Yeah. Only about two-thirds of those were strong enough to live. Yeah. That's sad. So you don't see that stat on the front end.
0: No, they got plowed under the front end of the tractor rather than (laughs) flying in the back end.
1: But they are, I mean, part of me says these 145 programs, only 16 were successful. But, I mean, they were trying at least, so I will give them that.
0: Well, yeah, but I mean, like, dead animals don't usually give you an E for effort, you know? No, no. Um, I I think part of the other problem is, and I don't mean to hammer zoos, like, I do see both sides of this coin. This this, This isn't me just... Like, yeah, we talked about the good. Now let's really get to it. Um, I, again, there's that, that pair David Deer. It wouldn't have existed had it not been for zoos. But I think by and large, if, if the reason zoos exist is because of encroachment on land, like there's no, there's a, a mind toward conservation, but there's not a mind toward preservation. And that's really where the mind should be the mind and the money, right? Right. I mean, if you take an elephant and put it into a little enclosure, it's going to go nuts. Sure.
1: Elephants are actually, that's one of the big ones as far as uh, people, yeah, not trying to be a pun master there, but it's one of the big uh, animals that people are trying to get out of zoos. Like, if you're not going to shut down a zoo, at least get the elephants out of there. Yeah. And there's actually a website, Josh, called SaveWildElephants.com. Nice. And... Um, some zoos are starting to get rid of their elephant uh, habitats,
0: and and they should honestly. I mean, elephants are used to traveling about fifty miles a day in large herds, and in the uh, in captivity, uh, they're you know standing around an enclosure all day alone, or with maybe a buddy or two. Right. So they're very social, highly social animals uh, that travel great distances. And no, they shouldn't be in in captivity at
1: all. Yeah, the Detroit Zoo actually got rid of their uh, two elephants and closed down their exhibit, and the director of the zoo said, uh, Asian elephants should not live in small groups without many acres to roam, and they clearly shouldn't have to suffer the winters of the north. Yeah. That's the other thing you don't know, think about is there this elephant in the Detroit winter. Are you kidding me?
0: No, and even worse was a uh, poor elephant called Maggie the Elephant, who in 2007, uh, during a cold snap at her home at the Alaska Zoo, was kept for days on end in this little inside enclosure, Because the zookeepers were like, she can't go outside, she'll freeze to death. Right. And they brought in a treadmill that was big enough for her and she wouldn't use it. Yeah. Apparently, the the public finally just went crazy over it. Because it's a treadmill.
1: Yeah. Who likes a treadmill? Nobody. Nobody. Uh, I've got some more horror stories for you, Josh, if you want to hear. Yes. Tatiana, Siberian tiger uh, at the San Francisco Zoo in 2007, escaped the substandard enclosure that she was in and was shot to death after she killed a person by police. So that happened. Um, the Dallas Zoo, a gorilla named Jabari, tried to escape by jumping over the walls and moats and was fatally shot by police. Yeah. Witness later reported that teenagers were taunting the animal with rocks prior to his escape. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, so these little kids throwing rocks at this gorilla Yeah. and then... Uh, all of a sudden, the gorilla escapes, and the cops shoot it down. Yeah, I remember. This wouldn't happen if the gorilla was in the wild. Yeah. I think, did it get that kid, though? Didn't it get its hands on one of the kids? I don't know. It's <laughs> not That's not in here. Uh, and at the Virginia Zoo, boy, they're really doing a great job. They had uh, 10 prairie dogs die when their tunnel collapsed on them in their habitat. They had a rhinoceros drown in the moat that was trying to, you know, the moat that they use as a barrier. hmm Uh, They had a zebra narrowly escape death after jumping into the lion exhibit, which (laughs) obviously she had passage. And uh, another zebra lost her life when she bolted from a holding pen, struck a fence, and broke her neck. Jeez. So they're really uh, really doing a great job there in the Virginia Zoo. (laughs) Well, I think that kind of demonstrates
0: the problem. If zebras are too stupid to not run into fences and break their necks, then
1: there shouldn't be fences around them. I got another elephant stat, too. Let's hear it, man. They studied uh, records of 45 uh, elephants, and they found that the median lifespan of an af- African elephant in a zoo is 16.9 years. Do you know what it is on the open plain? What? 56 years.
0: Yeah, that's not good. That's quite a drop. It is. Um, another another argument that's made in favor of zoos often is that they educate the public. Um, studies have actually shown that people come out of zoos less informed than they were before yeah and um, with this kind of false sense of security that zoos have it under control and they don't really need to do anything to for conservation or preservation efforts right so zoos could actually be counterproductive in that regard
1: yeah and you know on that note they say that um the signs in the zoos what you get is a little information about their species and diet and where they're from but you never if you notice you never get any information on their normal behavior in the wild because you're not seeing it. So yeah. you're not really educating on what, how the animal really is. You're educating them on how they are in this small enclosure. Right. And even then it's just a sign. Like this zebra likes to eat uh, this plant. This chimp loves to vomit, eat its vomit, and vomit
0: again. <laughs> and then smear its poop on the windows. Right. Not funny. So you should-
1: And uh, I, I did want to mention, too, how we said earlier that they don't go out in the wild and, and catch their animals anymore. Not quite true. Oh, yeah? In 2003, the San Diego Wild Animal Park and Lowry Park Zoo captured 11 African elephants. Elephants? Elephants. Sure. <laughs> uh, a species that is threatened, and they captured them from their natural habitat in Swaziland and uh I guess brought them back to the zoo. And then I've got one more really sad one that Jerry is going to not listen to. Okay. Part of the problem in zoos, Josh, is that we like our cute little baby animals. Yeah. What happens to cute little baby animals? They grow up. They grow up, and many times they get shuffled around after they're not cute anymore. To different zoos, moving around is not good for an animal. There was a chimpanzee named Edith, born in the 1960s at the St. Louis Zoo, and Edith was a big hit because she was a cute little baby. Edith grew up like all animals do and wasn't as attractive, So they shuffled her to five different facilities over the course of the years, eventually landing at a roadside zoo in Texas. And after an undercover investigation, they found Edith in a filthy concrete pit, hairless, living on dog food. How sad is that? That's pretty sad. Jerry, did you hear that? She's she's not listening. (laughs) But, I mean, I don't want to, like, throw the gauntlet down too much and say, think about this when you're going to a zoo but, you know, think about this when you go to a zoo.
0: Oh, yeah. If you see an animal pulling its own hair out, yeah. chewing its own tail off, or doing other some other bizarre, saddening behavior, you should feel bad, and you should tell somebody about it. You should contact somebody about it. Um, it. It's 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 everyone's own choice how they view a zoo, obviously. Sure. But if it gets to you, then do something about it. And there's plenty of organizations out there that somebody can
1: join if they find that they are opposed to the concept yeah. of zoos. Absolutely. Uh Pete also wanted to point out there are a few forward-thinking zoos, progressive zoos, that are trying their best to, to do right They're by like the end. they like Montessori zoos. Yeah. Uh, the Baltimore Zoo, good for you. Detroit Zoo, we love Detroit. Uh, point Defiance Zoo and Aquarium and the North Carolina Zoo are apparently doing a pretty decent job of, of giving back. What was the last one? North Carolina. Okay. So Atlanta's not in there, huh? No, Atlanta's not in there. Grant Park, you been there r- lately? A um, year or so ago, two years ago. Yeah? Yeah. Um, have you heard of the Lujan Zoo? No, but I'll bet it's in China. It's in Argentina. <laughs> yeah. maybe L-U-J-A-N. Maybe it's not Lujan. Uh, they have an awful zoo where you can go and uh, sit on the back of a lion or get in the cage with a tiger and pet the tiger or bottle feed a bobcat. And you can do this when you pay your 50 bucks. Wow. And it is a truly terrible thing because you're not supposed to ride lions. No. People aren't supposed to interact with these predators like no. that. If the Darwin Awards have taught us anything, yeah. it's those. So be an things. accident. You have to sign a thing when you go in there saying that if I get killed, then it's not your fault. Then it's just thinning the herd. But I don't usually do this, but there is actually an online petition against this, this place. It's at thepetitionsite.com. And uh, they need 10,000 signatures, and they're at 1,100. So... Even if you like zoos, you don't like the Lujon Zoo. No. It's not a good thing.
0: And what about, Chuck, you know, we we talked about zoos. What about aquariums? What about SeaWorld? Should a killer whale be kept in a little tank? Yeah. Of course it's going to eat its trainer. At some point. Yeah, I blogged about that. Yeah, that's it's a killer
1: whale. Yeah. Which camp you. are you in? I don't know. As far as zoos go, I don't know if I want to say every zoo should be shut down, but... Definitely a lot of these animals shouldn't be kept in captivity, yeah. like elephants. Yeah. What do you think? I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> this is all in my head now.
0: There's always something going on on the <laughs> Stuff You Should Know blog in there, Chuck. Sure, Josh. You can visit the Stuff You Should Know blog anytime you like. It's open 24-7, 365. Uh, and if you want to learn more about animals in captivity, just type animals and captivity in the handy search bar at HowStuffWorks.com. Uh, Which means, of course, it's time for listener mail. No, I'm getting in What? No listener
1: mail today. We have too many things to ask for. Okay. Well, no listener mail then. What do we have to ask for, Chuck? Well, go ahead and mention our t-shirt contest that we haven't determined the rules for yet.
0: Yeah, we haven't determined the rules, but you could get an early start, right? Yeah. Okay, so we have a call to all Stuff You Should Know fans with an artistic bent. Uh, If you have any graphic design skills, we want to see them. Come up with the Stuff You Should Know t-shirt logo, and some great fortune will lie in your future if we pick you as winner. We don't know what yet, but believe me, you'll be better off than you were before.
1: And by great fortune, we mean no money. None. Involved. Just
0: fame and triumph. Um, Also, just one more time, we want to give a shout out to our Sterling Kiva team. Which hit the hundred thousand dollars loaned mark uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh-huh. and we're heading on two hundred, two fifty. Yeah, we haven't determined yet. No, but we're going. We're still going. I say our next goal is one hundred and ten.
1: Yeah, because we're almost there. Okay, <laughs> we might be there already. Uh, I think we're like one hundred and nine, right there.
0: If you want to join the stuff you should know Kiva team and get us to one hundred and ten. Uh, You can go to kiva.org slash team slash stuff you should know. And we'll eventually get back to listener mail again. So send us an email, type it, and then put in that little two-line stuff podcast at howstuffworks.com.
1: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Want more works? Check out our blogs on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Are you thirsty? Well, Richard's rainwater is caught clean before it even hits the ground. Rain is naturally pure, so there's no need for harsh chemicals or additives. Richard's rainwater contains no chlorine, no forever chemicals,